You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. And it's been several years since we last connected. So we've been chewing the fat here behind the scenes before we hit record, but here we are. His name is Joel Lewis, and he is the CEO of Integrator Co., which is a digital marketing agency that focuses on helping businesses create high converting funnels, right? He's also a podcast host, which is his Startup Dad Revolution podcast. He's a dad, he's a husband, he lives in Massachusetts, and he's here today. So awesome. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks, Dennis. It's so glad to reconnect with you. And thanks for having me on your show. Yes. It was several years ago that you had me on your show. And I was so grateful because you have a very unique niche, right? It's startup dad revolution. So it's talking about dads that want to start their own business and have started their own business. And so I thought that was a really cool niche, you know, and I've thought about that many times since. And since then, your business has really evolved right? You went from working at Intel, right? You were, you were working at Intel to starting your first startup. And then kind of, now you've kind of found your groove here with this whole digital agency focusing on, on funnels. So, you know, I'm excited. Give everybody a quick backstory. Tell them kind of how you got here for a minute or two, and then we're going to dive in. But let, just so everybody knows, we're going to be talking about something we've never talked about before on the podcast, which I always love, right? So stay tuned here. We're going to be talking about how to leverage a value ladder framework to create high converting funnels, right? For your business. So this is something, again, we've never talked about before. Joel is an expert. He's done this for many of his clients. He's done it for his own business. So I'm super excited. Give us the quick backstory and then we'll dive in. Yeah, Dennis. Awesome. Thank you. So quick backstory. I was a corporate dude working at Intel Corporation, like you mentioned, 15 years. And my, in 2008, my first daughter was born and that was the catalyst. And that is what led to Startup Bad headquarters because I was listening to amazing podcasts like yours and Pat Flynn and John Lee Dumas and all these folks. And they were interviewing amazing entrepreneur dads like yourself. And, but I wasn't hearing, how do you do it with a family? So I decided I'm going to, Hey, just do it myself. And I launched startup dad headquarters and I was kind of like the reporter investigator trying to figure out the answer. And eventually I took the leap and started my, my business. It was a service-based business. It was webinar production. It was very easy to get started. No website, no fancy anything. I started cold messaging people through Facebook. Actually, this was a couple of years back. So it was easy to kind of cold message people. And I got actually within my first two messages, I got on a call with a guy. He ended up becoming a client for three and a half years. One of my best clients ever. He introduced me. He actually introduced me to funnels. He was like, hey, can you, you know, since you know how to do all this tech stuff, can you build funnels? And this is when ClickFunnels was on the rise. And I said, yeah, sure, I could figure it out. I was already using lead pages and I had worked with a mutual friend of ours, Jamie Masters, and I was doing a lot of lead pages stuff for her. And, and I was like, I could figure out ClickFunnels is probably not a big deal. So then I started building funnels 
and I found it so because I'm a techie and I'm a geek and uh, it was so exciting to build within ClickFunnels and get see those results, see those numbers, conversion rates and stuff for our clients. And then we just, you know, just took it from there. Love it. So let me ask you a question. This is kind of, you know, let's get a little bit micro into you before we talk about funnels and, and the value ladder. You know, this is an interesting question. You and I haven't talked in a while, so I'd be very curious to hear the answer. If you could pick any business superpower, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously being bulletproof and flying, that's not a business superpower, even though we both wish we had that. Business superpower, something that you don't have, but you'd love to have, maybe something you admire and somebody else, what would that be? Content creation. Content creation. And one person I admire, and I'm actually going to sign up, I'm about to sign up for his uh, 21 day challenge is Peng Jun. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah, I have heard uh, of him. Yeah, this guy is a beast when it comes to content creation, video content creation. So that's that would be my superpower that I would, I would love to be able to have is just that ability to just create content and just put it out and it's impactful, it's story-based and it makes an impact and it you know, eventually leads people to, to take the desired action you're looking for. You mean you don't have a, you don't have a videographer following you around all day like right, Gary Vee, you know, where he's recording every time you go to the bathroom and anything in between? <laughs> no, no. Listen, more power to him because obviously he's a monster when it comes to creating content, but right. sometimes it's just not realistic. And to be extremely honest with you, when I found podcasting, I realized that was my content creation mm. because I'm not a big guy. I don't enjoy writing. It's always a homework assignment for me. I can do it, but it takes me a long time. And it's just, it's again, I feel like I'm back in high school doing a homework assignment. So <laughs> exactly. I typically, I didn't like them back then. I definitely don't like them now when I don't have to. So podcasting is definitely something we have in common there. So yes. cool. All right. Well, listen, so your business is the digital agency focusing in on creating funnels. So you mentioned how you got your first client, right? You mentioned how you got some of your first clients. What's the number one strategy that you use today? to get new clients for your business today? What would be that one strategy, that one channel, that one tactic or whatever you're using to get new clients? What would that be today? Podcasting. <laughs> so, so exactly why I'm here on this, you know, on your show and I'm relaunching Startup Dad headquarters as well because of that content. So podcasting is, is just amazing. I love talking. It's very easy to do <laughs> and sharing stories. And it, it really, what's, it got me on this journey, right? It, you know, in 2008, my daughter was born, but then podcasting is the education through podcasting. That's how I was able to get the education during my 30 minutes drive to Intel and back, you know, and then eventually from podcasting, it gave me that inspiration, the motivation and, and then, you know, it led me to, to where I am now with my business. So podcasting is amazing. Love it. Well, listen, that's good news. And I'm sure just so you guys know, everybody that's listening here, if you like what you hear today, I mean, I highly recommend that you connect with Joel. He's gonna, we're going to give you some ways to do that at the end, but I highly recommend you connect him with him. And, and the skill set that he has is very compelling and interesting because the fact that he's a, a self-admitted techie kind of nerd guy that loves that stuff, trust me, that stuff, there's a lot of, for me, it's all held together with glue and bubble gum. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, I don't completely understand it. So guys like Joel have a huge amount of value. So Awesome. So listen, let's dive into this whole value ladder framework and how to leverage that to create high converting funnels. If, if you could help us unpack that, that would be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So the analogy or the visual that I try to give people since we're on a podcast, is we all know the, the kind of like an umbrella, right? Visualize your, an umbrella and that umbrella, call it your conversion funnel. So that's a big term. 
I'm going to break that down into pieces. So if you could get your conversion funnel, all the elements of your conversion funnel dialed in, you have a seven figure business. Okay. So hopefully that's compelling enough for people to kind of stop whatever they're doing now and get this visual in their mind. So again, the conversion funnel is your umbrella. Underneath the conversion funnel, you have three types of funnels. doesn't matter what you're looking at. doesn't matter what companies, what brands you're looking at. It's one of these three types of funnels. It's either an acquisition funnel and people call it different names, but it's a, I like these three terms because it makes it super clear what it is. An acquisition funnel helps you take those prospects and turn them into a leads. You acquire new leads. Okay. So that's one type. The next one is your activation funnel. Okay. Someone is a lead now, but we need to activate them. We need to change that relationship from, Hey, hello, what's your name to, Hey, I have something that that could solve your problem. Are you willing to pay for it? Right. So it, it now there's an exchange of dollars of currency. So an activation funnel turns those leads into now customers. And then the last one is, of course, we know for every business, acquiring that first customer is where you spend a lot of your time, energy, budget. So once someone becomes a customer, we want them to be repeat customers, right? That's why Amazon is like so amazing. So the third funnel is your ascension funnel. Either you are sending them to buying higher ticket items from you, or you're just ascending them to buying more of the same, right? Or recurring or they're in a you know, continuity program, whatever the case may be. So those are the, I mean, that's the simplest way to look at it. And depending where you are in your business, you either need more leads, you need more, you have a lot of leads, you have an email list of 10,000, 15,000, whatever, but they, they're not converting. You need them to become buyers. So you need an activation funnel or you have those two but now you wanna, you're doing dollar per hour or one-to-one coaching and, and you want to ascend them. You want to you make more revenue, more profit. And that's when you want to take them to the, your ascension funnels. All right. So let's, talk, let's break each one of these down, right? Yeah. So you said acquisition, activation, ascension. So the activation or the acquisition funnel, the first one, right? Kind of at the top of the funnel, right? Yeah. So I envision that being kind of like a lead magnet where they would opt into a lead magnet or they would opt into a, you know, to, you, you mentioned the, the guy you were going to join his challenge, like a the challenge, challenge. Yeah. right? He would, you'd opt into a challenge or a lead magnet or something like that, where you would opt in, give your email mm-hmm. so that you could then be, they could continue to communicate with you later, obviously, you know, outside of just paid advertising. Okay. So that's an example of, of an acquisition funnel, right? Yeah. So is there any huge differences between the way the funnels are designed from an acquisition in these different buckets or these different layers, or are they fairly similar, but the offer is a little different? Can you kind of expand on that a little bit? That is a great question. And if you, you know, if everyone's visualizing a funnel, right, and your acquisition funnel is at the top, chances are those are cold. Those are individuals. They don't know you from anywhere, right? They've never heard of you, but you did something to, to disrupt whatever they were doing on social media or on online, and you were able to grab their attention and get them to that first step, the top of your funnel, right? So they're cold. So the way you're speaking to those individuals on that page is different from, than someone that you're bringing to an activation funnel who is already a lead, who already is on your list, who've already visited your site before and you're pixeling them and you're retargeting, right? So the, it's really the copy that is going to change between one and the, or the other. 
And then also the length of the funnel as well, which again, that could be the copyright, whether it's a, you know, ebook could be just a squeeze page versus now you're trying to get someone to buy something from you. You may need to break down, like, what am I getting? What are all the benefits in this? The, you know, frequently asked questions, who's this for, who this is not for, all those kind of things. So, and again, it's just knowing the traffic, that the temperature of the traffic that's coming into your funnel. Most likely your acquisition is more cold, your activation is a little bit warmer, and then your ascension is typically people who've already know, like, and trust you, like Russell Brunson. You know, I, I purchased his two comma club X, which was like $25,000 or something like that two years ago. I wouldn't have purchased that from Russell four years ago because I didn't really know, like, and trust him like that. Yeah. So the activation funnel is in many cases, it's going to be a free piece of content. It could be a podcast. It could be a lead magnet. It could be a YouTube page where they subscribe to your YouTube channel, but you're developing that no like, and trust hopefully they're hitting your email list, right? And then the activation funnel is where they're going to buy something. At that point, they're going to have to pull out their credit card. They're going to have to buy something. They might buy something for $29. They might buy something for $997, but it's typically a lower end, you know, it's not a multi-thousand dollar product. Am I correct in thinking that? That is correct. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. You see different offers. I mean, you see sometimes people are selling things for $7 or $29. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to get that activation. They're trying to get somebody to spend $1 with them because their theory is, I think the theory behind it is if they'll spend $1, they'll spend $10. If they'll spend $10, they'll spend $100, right? And so that's where that ascension comes in. But the hardest part is getting that first sale, right? Right, exactly. And it's one uh, important thing to note because I know some of you listeners who may be familiar with funnels will be like, well, it sounds like he's talking about landing page for the ebook. Where a funnel different, uh, differentiates from a landing page or your website is that on that acquisition funnel, what you're essentially trying to do, if you're paying for ads and you're driving tra- traffic to that acquisition funnel, your ultimate goal is to try to actually break even, at the very minimum, break even. So you're like, well, how do you do that, Joel? Well, what you do is you actually combine the acquisition funnel with an activation funnel right away. So digital marketer is great at this. It's called like a tripwire. So someone opts in for the ebook and be creative, right? Be reports, checklists, you know, what you have to be creative with that first thing. A video series. Video or series, other. documentary, like be creative. You got to know your, your a challenge. A challenge. You know, challenges are great right now. A year ago, two years ago, quizzes were, you know, popping. And they probably still do very well as, you know, like they did two years ago. But, but challenges, everyone's doing a challenge right now. So be creative on those. And then from that first opt-in, don't stop the conversation. Again, you disrupted them. You stopped them in their tracks. You have their attention. You've given them something of value that they just opted in for. What's the next level? If you met them at a conference or you met them in a bar or whatever, like you wouldn't just walk away after you gave them some tip, right? You would continue to try to understand what, what else do they need? How else can I help them or go deeper into, you know, something that you've already just shared with them, right? So that's where you would try to activate a percentage of people right away. And that activation will help to, you know, it's called like a self-liquidating offer is basically your, your covering, your ultimate goal is to cover your ad spend. So a lot of times that'll happen if somebody opts into an ebook or a challenge on the thank you page, it'll make some sort of a, an offer and say, hey, listen, you know, I know you're interested in this challenge. I have this software on how to do your own challenge, to set up your own challenge. And, it, you know, here's it. 
it's X dollars here. You can do a demo, something like that. I mean, I'm just, I'm just coming up with something that's has some continuity and some relevance to the offer. And I think that's obviously really important, right? right? I mean, it has to have some sort of continuity and it has to be somehow tied in back into that initial piece of content that they asked for. Exactly. And it, it's either going to give them a way to go deeper or faster, right? In terms of the content that they get. You know, one of the great funnels, and there's some funnels that they kind of spill over into all three so an, a free plus shipping book funnel or free plus shipping funnel, it actually serves as an act, a really good acquisition and activation funnel. Because if you set it up with a two-step order form, and I know I'm getting a little techie here, but if you set it up with a two-step order form, even if they don't buy the book, once they finish the first step of the order form, they're on your list. So now you've acquired that lead. We have free plus shipping book funnels where just the first step of the order form is converting at 50%, which is amazing. You don't even some, a lot of lead magnets, you wouldn't even get that. And then from there, 16, 15, 16% are actually buying the book. And then they're not buying the book, they're paying for the shipping and handling of the book. So in essence, the book is free. And then you have like offer bumps and upsells and that kind of stuff. But I won't go too far into that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can really go down in that rabbit hole. So we talked about acquisition funnel and how a couple different strategies on how to do that. And we talked about the acquisition funnel a couple different ways to do that. And then we talked about the activation funnel, right? And a couple yes. different ways to do that. Now let's talk about the ascension funnel. Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, how does that differ and what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, I think most of your audience would know, you know, webinar is probably the primary way, at least for us so far, webinar is the primary way to get someone into a high ticket offer. And when I say high ticket, I mean, anything over $2,000. Under $2,000, you could do a webinar to a buy now. Over $2,000, you have to do a webinar to a sales call, right? And that's just kind of, again, industry kind of numbers. There are people who are able to do it above like Russell, Tony Robbins, and these guys who are able to do 3,000 and stuff like that and such. But an Ascension funnel, a great way to get people into that Ascension is to do a webinar. Another Ascension funnel could be if you you know, if you've heard of like Warrior, right? Where these guys have these weekend like events and you're going through an experience. Those, they don't necessarily need to do a webinar. You could do like a documentary series showing like some highlights of it, then to an application and then boom into, you know, to a sales call and those kind of things. But again, typically those are people who are, have already gone through those other step of your funnel. They already been on your list. So they've moved up your value ladder, which I know I didn't give a visual of what a value ladder is, but just basically looks like if you're looking at steps from a profile, so if you're looking at some stairs going upwards and you look at it from a profile view, your value ladder is, the steps is your value ladder. So the lower end of the steps are your free offers, your acquisition stuff. Then when you get towards the middle, you have your activation funnels. And then when you get to the very top, you have your ascension funnels. Gotcha. Perfect. No, that was a great visual. I think that really, really helps try to clarify for people because, you know, we're talking about funnels and, and value ladders, you know, and you're, this is your language. You speak this language every single day. And I've been doing digital marketing for a long time. So it makes a lot of sense to me, but not everybody on the podcast completely or, you know, has done a lot of this stuff. So I, I appreciate you clarifying that. Okay, cool. So we talk about the Ascension funnel and one great way to do that is through webinars. And I totally agree. I love webinars. Some people kind of feel as though they're a little overplayed, but I think particularly as an, as an Ascension funnel, if they already know you, it's a great way to really 
demonstrate some very specific value and position you as an authority and expert around that specific topic or niche. And then obviously that's going to tie back into some sort of an offer, right? So like, for example, I've used, you know, I'm a big LinkedIn guy, you know that. So I've used LinkedIn webinars, teaching people how to do certain things on LinkedIn and then made an offer on the back end for workshops or courses. And they convert really, really well when there's that continuity, right? When there's that relevance and there's that, it's an easy pivot from one, the piece of content that you're creating in that webinar directly to the offer. Because now, you know, it's particularly if they've stayed on a 30 or 45 minute or an hour long webinar and they've made it to that offer at the end, they're definitely have really qualified themselves, right? Because they've, right. they've invested a significant amount of time getting to that point and really, you know, have bought into the entire concept that you're presented. And then now you make that offer. So that's why those convert so well. I mean, did you have anything you want to add to that? Because I know you were a big webinar guy. I mean, you used, <laughs> you used to create webinars for people. So I'm telling, I'm not telling you anything, but I just wanted to kind of share my own perspective on it. No, no, I think it's perfect that you brought that up. And, you know, my view on things is that you're going to hear to your listeners, you're going to hear someone say webinars is dead. Emails is dead. It's all about messenger bot. This podcast is dead. Look, there's people still spending money on billboards literally right outside. How long have billboards been around? You know, there's still people spending money on ads on TV. How long that has that been on, around? On radio ads, <laughs> they're still spending money on. The way I look at it is it's another touch point. It's another touch point. And a webinar to me, even after you've, once you've recorded it multiple times, you could turn it into something that's automated. You can make it available where it, it is an authority piece. It is a teaching piece. Does it, you know, whether you're going to do a webinar that's going to always convert straight to a sale, maybe, maybe that will eventually fade a bit, but there's still people who are absolutely, our clients are still absolutely crushing it with that. We have a client automated webinar, seven figure business. It's been running for two and a half years to a $997 offer and it's still crushing it. It's, it's the core of her business. So you know, my, my word to everyone is you may hear someone say something is dead because they want you to kind of jump onto their new thing. But to me, it's just another touch point. And the more people who leave it, that's great. Then you have a chance to kind of kind of be in that space and, and continue to use something that has worked for many, many years. Yeah. I love it when people say something's dead, particularly email, right? So email, I love it when people say email is dead because I don't know about you, but I have an email list. My email list is like 40,000 people. And whenever, whenever I want to s- send an offer or drive traffic or drive, do a webinar, I can put three, four, 500 people on a webinar like that. Oh my God. Because it's- I have a list. Yeah. Because I have a list. If I didn't have a list, you know how much it would cost me to put three or 400 people in a webinar? Tell them, Joel, tell them how much it would cost to put, if you were doing paid ads, to put three or 400 people in a webinar. Uh, it, it, a lot of money. I mean, depending on the niche that you're in, I mean, it, yeah, it could be five to $10 per- Per registration. Per, per registration, right? Yeah, and that's not necessarily, they're not, and some of those people aren't even going to show up. A large percentage of them are never even going to show up, right? So exactly. having that email list, I don't want to, I don't want to beat that drum or get too far down the rabbit hole, but the point is, is that, you know, just because somebody says it's dead doesn't mean it's true. And I run, I still to this day run automated webinars for some of the evergreen courses that I've had for, you know, a decade and they still convert, right? Nice. So, awesome. so ultimately I, uh, I, I totally agree with you there. So anything else you want to add about this whole value ladder, you know, conversion funnel creation? Is there anything you want to add there? I know you're a big click funnels guy. Yeah. Uh, I know there's, they have a ton of tools and a ton of different 
you know, ways that they make this much easier and, and higher converting. Is there anything else you want to specifically add? Yeah. I mean, there's the strategy of figuring out what your value ladder is, right? That's very important. The other thing in terms of getting high conversions, the reason why we're able to get like Really, and I didn't go into a lot of numbers, but we get way higher in industry, even for webinar registration pages and everything like that, is we, there's two things. One, the design, which a lot of people don't, people say it doesn't matter. It's all about copy. That's not what we've seen. Design with good copy gives you great results. So as you're building out your conversion funnels, think about design, make it match your brand, make it look like a legit page. Versus someone is like, okay, is this, is this actually a legit page? Is this something from, you know, some foreign country trying to get my information? Number two, create a compelling offer, right? You don't want to have an offer. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I just had a uh, prospect get on a call and she wants to do Instagram training. It's like, all right, that's great. There's a lot. There's Sue B. Zimmerman. There's Nathan Chang. There's, there's all these people doing Instagram. Like, what is your compelling offer? What differentiates your Instagram training? What are, what's going to be the things we're going to put in your offer that's going to make it not a commodity where they're going to shop around and say, oh, I'll just buy Nathan Chan's program because it looks like the same thing and he has more credibility or this person or that person. What's going to be, what's going to be unique in your offer that will make them say, yes, I want this because everything is, you know, the red ocean, blue ocean, right? How do you take something like Instagram, which is becoming a red ocean in terms of Instagram coaching? And how do you create your blue ocean offer from that red ocean situation? Yeah. And creating a compelling offer, that's not necessarily just a funnel thing, right? That's a marketing thing in general, right? So that goes across, that's channel agnostic. And I mean, that's TV, print, you know, digital, you know, social, paid, you know, having a compelling and irresistible offer is really the key component to having any successful campaign on any channel. So I, I'm glad you touched on that. And I think that's something that, you know, that people miss. They think that every offer is created the same or equal and it's not, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you see people who put these really compelling offers out there that it's almost like it's a, that irresistible offer. So you need to spend time on that. And I think that's a key component. So appreciate you honing in on that. All right. Well, listen, uh, if there's nothing else you want to add specific to the value ladder or funnels, we'll ask a couple more questions and then we'll wrap it up for today. That's awesome. Let's All right, cool. So here's two more questions. Rapid fire. First one is, what's your, I think I probably know the answer, but what's your favorite growth tool or software that you use to help you grow your business every day? Actually, it's not what you think it's going to be. Oh, <laughs> it's not ClickFunnels. It's not ClickFunnels, even though I love ClickFunnels. Right. It's actually Slack. I actually wrote a super long post on my bio. It's like a, I, I didn't get paid by Slack, but I wrote like this super, not bio on my Facebook page uh, about Slack. So Slack is, we use Slack or just like one of your other podcasters talked about, I think his name is Adam. It's not necessarily a growth tool, but it helps us to retain clients. We use Slack for every client that we have, we create a private Slack channel. So then it's not an email thing. We're not email, you know, we're not working with our clients via email. We're communicating with them via Slack. We get them to download the desktop version and the mobile version on their phone. And it doesn't, it's not as, it doesn't feel as, um, it's not as intrusive as like text or, or as personal as text, but it's not as black hole as email. And what we say is that it allows us to give them near to real time response versus they, I know they've had experiences of working with agencies where they send an email and then they have to wait like 24, 48 hours before they even hear anything back. Whereas for us, we create that private Slack channel. We put the client's team in there. Our, my team is in there. And it's beautiful. Um, so Slack is one. And then the second one is actually, it's actually more training. It's digital marketing. 
and actually funnel flicks, which is part of click funnels. <laughs> That's what I, I knew Russell that. would get some love eventually. So, <laughs> well, listen, I appreciate that. What would be one book that you've read and maybe helped you on your journey or something you would recommend to the audience? So one that I just finished reading is called Marketing Rebellion. And let me give you the subtitle. It's, it's the most human company will win. And it was a very, very compelling, interesting book. It was written in 2019. And it was talking about you know, funnels and all these things that us marketers have been doing, right? Slick things that we've been trying to do. And it's talking about like, how do we bring human back into it? Because we're over automating and we're, we're sending people. Like, I don't know how many times I, I purchased something and I'm still getting the email about the thing that I purchased already. It's like, why? Like even digital marketer, which I love, like they still send me emails about things that I, I already, I, and I, I almost bought something the other day and I was like, wait, let me log into my membership first and see if I already have this. So they do a great job of selling you. And sure enough, I already had it. It was like, why am I still getting this email? So it just, it just over automating things. And uh, this book is talking about like, how do you make things more human? And as someone who's a marketer and I'm building all these automations, it's something I want to be aware of if, as, as things start to change and people start to get, you know, people get upset with the autoplay. So, you know, all the browsers got rid of autoplay and, you know, GDPR, right? There's things that, you know, it's coming, you, the, the, what, canary in the coal mine. So I think the marketers, the agencies that are aware of this and, and start getting prepared for this will be ready for when the kind of like that revolution starts. Love it. Perfect. Well, listen, Joel, I really appreciate you being here today. Let everybody know how they can connect with you learn more about your agency. Maybe, you know, you know, maybe, maybe somebody in the audience is interested in learning more about funnels and maybe you can help them out. Let them know how they can reach out and connect with you. Yeah, Dennis. So I actually created, uh, we have a special page just for your audience. It's our, my website, integratorandco.com forward slash growth experts. So if they go there, there's a couple of free opt-ins there. Uh, there's information about me, my team and all that kind of stuff. It's all in one, one place. Love it. Is there any place on social you want to direct them anywhere in particular? If you're a dad, Startup Dad Revolution, find it. There's a fa Facebook page. The podcast is coming back. Uh, it'll be uh, starting back in probably about a month. Uh, we'll, we'll start getting some amazing, hopefully get Dennis on the show and everything like that. Find out any updates from you. But yeah, the pod, Startup Dad Revolution, would love to, for you to join that movement. Love it. Perfect. Well, listen, I'll add all those links in the show notes. Really, really appreciate you being here. Congrats on all the success. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.